welcome to episode 190 of the Walking Through Games podcast, where Clint walks Mark through games. I'm Mark. I'm Clint. And we're back for another week. We're back on top of it, man. Just know, talking about this exciting. week. This week. That's yeah. super exciting. So welcome back, listeners who ditched our hour or two long episode episodes for the last four. And <laughs> we're back to our normal programming as scheduled since 2014. Yeah, I know. Exciting. I'm, I'm excited. It'll be good. Yeah, man. Let's Do you want to um, get straight into it? What were you playing this week? Yeah, well, I was going to say, just before we start, I apologize because my we were just talking about it and my fridge is making noise again, so I'll try and fix it up in the editing, but I apologize because I'm still in the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, man. Um, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. We'll be right. We'll be right. All right. Awesome. So then, yes, we can get into it. So, luckily enough, I did just beat something last night. So, ah, uh, good times. Pretty happy about that. Nice so, one. Uh, shout out to Xbox Game Pass because it was a game off Game Pass that I got, awesome. and it was similar in in regards to the last one I played on Game Pass that I told you because it was leaving Game Pass at the end of the month last time. Yeah. So same again. I've had this one installed for ages, and it I I got an email or whatever message on my phone thing saying that this one was leaving. So I was like, oh, i got to play that because I really wanted to. So, mm. in saying that, the game I played was Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. And oh, yeah. obviously played on Xbox One. Um, so, we've talked about it previously. So, I've played the first one and then I played the, uh, I think it's called Old Blood and New... New Blood, maybe? I can't remember what they're called now. But there was two. So, one was like a prequel and one was after and then this was the follow-on from that one as well yeah cool yeah so four and a half out of five uh it was it was really fun the story's interesting um obviously it's about nazis taking over the world so you can (laughs) yeah take take (laughs) take from that what you will but um the general gist of these games is that the the main character his main role is to kill Nazis basically and take over and stop them from taking over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well anyway. I do remember the very original shareware Wolfenstein game way back in the day. Yeah, well, do you like, know what's funny about literally that? thirty years ago or whatever. Yeah, so that's the one with like the blue walls and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. with your little gun down the bottom and your face of yeah, the and you see the guy's face and it was like Yeah, and he starts when he starts um, It'd be more yeah, than 30 years stuff. ago, man. It'd be like 35 years ago. Yeah. So, in this oh, game... not that many. In this game, and in the, the game before this one, but specifically in this one, because this is the one I just played, um, mm. there's a there's like a rec room in the submarine that you're on, and there's an old video game console, and you can play the original Wolfenstein. Oh, that is awesome. And awesome. for doing it, you get an achievement. Hey, that's awesome. Um, and I'm pretty sure, it? I'm pretty sure they actually did that in the last game as well. So you could play it, and you got an achievement for playing it in the last game. But I think yeah, the last awesome. one, I think it had actual flashback missions where you had to go and play it as the old Wolfenstein to pass the mission. Oh, that's pretty cool. Whereas this one was just literally like an arcade machine in the rec room that you could go and play if you wanted to. Dude, half the developers working on it probably weren't even born when that first shareware version came out. Well, it's still pretty cool that you get to, so. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, 
and I and I wanted to say this because I do this now. So I had one game. I can't remember what game it was now, and that's probably a bit sad. But um, where there was a trophy or an achievement or whatever, and it's not this game, but there was a trophy or an achievement or whatever that if you watched through the entire credits, and because generally you can just skip credits and go on to continue on in the game. Yeah. But if you watched through the entire credits, you got a trophy for doing that. Ah, that's awesome. And so from that game, whenever I beat a game now, I always wait through the credits to see if there's an achievement or a trophy or something. <laughs> this game had that. That's awesome. This game actually had it again. It was amazing. Hey, man, I always watched all the credits whenever I'd beat a game when I was a kid just out of respect to the developers, you know. Yeah, sometimes I do. But, well, no, that's not true because I do do it now. And it's ever since I got that achievement or trophy in that other game. But this game, as I said, when it when it got to the end, I got an achievement that said, watch through the credits until the game starts again. And I was like, yes, that's the best. Ah, that's awesome. So awesome. yeah, paid off watching the credits again. There you go. So four and a half, eh? That's cool. So it was fun to play? Yeah, super fun to play. So it's first-person shooter. You unlock weapons as you go through. So, obviously, you get cooler, bigger weapons and stuff from enemies as well as you're fighting them and picking them up. You can either choose to yeah. use one weapon or dual wield, which pretty much for 97% of the game, I was doing dual wielding. Um, so, the only ones you can't dual wield are the bigger, heavy weapons that you pick up from other heavy enemies that you take down. Yeah, cool. So, it's cool. And then... Uh, so there's like perks and stuff you can get. So certain amount of kills with dual wielding weapons, you unlock perks that give you more ammo in your guns and things like that. Uh, there's some mm. for silent takedowns, uh, collecting codes from the commanders. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. So you unlock perks for yourself to help you through the game as well. Yeah, uh, cool. But yeah, the story was really awesome. Uh, the ending thing, like the ending mission was like the best part about it, but I won't awesome. spoil it. But yeah, totally awesome. It was, it was really fun. And and awesome. I will say, all those Wolfenstein games, like the newer ones now, have yeah. been really fun. Like, totally worth playing if you haven't played them. Great. Well, especially if you get it as part of the being in the membership thing. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So yeah, but that's pretty much all I played because I was trying to, I was trying to beat something for the comeback episode. Yeah, no. Nice so one. I finished it at like. Midnight or something, half past 12. So I'm yeah, happy that I did. Good times. Yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah. So what's happening in the news this week, man? Anything good? Yes, I have lots of news this week. Lots and lots. It's funny because I was like, geez, there's just more news every day. And and there literally was like extra stuff to add to it all the time. So we yeah, will just awesome. get into it. And if you want to hold me up, unlike the last episodes where we were catching up, feel free to yeah, uh, totally. jump in and let me know what you think. Awesome, man. Uh, alrighty. So after news began leaking about Resident Evil Village, a.k.a. Resident Evil 8, which I think we did talk about on one of the older episodes, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's now yeah. being reported by VGC that Capcom has greenlit a Resident Evil 4 remake. The estimated release window is 2022, which makes sense given that Resident Evil 8 is expected to release in 2021. 
Uh, the development of the game is being led by M2, which is a brand new studio that is founded by Platinum Games, former head Tatsuya Minami. Uh, it's understood that the project has the blessing of the original game director, Shinji Mikami, who has gone on to create horror games such as The Evil Within. He will not be involved in the remake, but has provided advice on the direction it should take. With Resident Evil 4 being Capcom's highest rated game of all time, there's going to be a lot of pressure on the studio for this one. Uh, it's a game that a lot of people love and it ventured away from the Resident Evil games that had come before it. A lot of people don't believe that it needs a remake, especially given the fact that you can play a HD version on both PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, nice. Gotta love a remake that nobody's asking for. Yeah, well, it's just because the remake for 2 and 3 did so well. So they're like, well, number 4 was the best one. So it was inevitable that they were going to do it. Yeah, fair enough. Like, seriously. We all knew it was coming. And Mm. if they can make it look as good as... Well, admittedly, I haven't played 3 yet, which hopefully I will be able to while Josh is here still, as I said. Uh, But if it looks as good as... And he said it's really awesome and looks really good. So if it looks as good as those two remakes, then I can't see people complaining about it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Alrighty, so then Levi's and Nintendo have partnered up to create an extensive Super Mario range. Uh, It's just launched in Australia. Unfortunately, we get a more limited range than in America, and it includes a denim jacket, overalls, hoodies, t-shirts, hats, tote bags, and just about everything you could ever dream of. Overalls, uh, that is awesome, dude. It is I can awesome. See but dudes this... walking down the street rocking some overalls, circa nineteen ninety one. You know, dude, it is awesome, but they're so expensive. Oh, really? That sucks. Yeah, I think I think the cheapest thing was about fifty bucks, and that was one of the tote bags. Yeah, fair enough. What about the like jeans and overalls and stuff? How yeah, much are they? They're like one hundred and twenty, hundred and fifty bucks. Oh yeah, that's what you expect to pay them. Yeah, a pair of jeans is one hundred and twenty bucks. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so it was expensive, but. They um they are pretty cool, so you should check it out if you want to have a look. I'll totally check them out, dude. Yeah. I don't think I'm cool enough to rock one of those down the street, but you know. <laughs> you could do a denim jacket. Maybe not overalls. And you could do I, a hoodie. I'm imagining hoodies. like a denim jacket with a big F off Mario on the back of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they have hoodies though. Oh, yeah. So you, I'll, I'll you check could, them out. I'll check them out. You could totally do a hoodie. But yeah, yeah, yeah. see what you think. You can tell us cool. about it next week. Yeah, that's a cool piece of news, man. Alrighty, so then uh, concept for the long-rumoured and suspected cancelled Superman and Suicide Squad games have been found online. Twitter user Tatlinski came across the artwork for the three pieces of art on Warner Brothers Games Montreal artist Joel Dusrice Vegas's portfolio. These images were filed under a Batman Games tab. The pieces of concept art feature Superman flying through the city as well as character art of Harley Quinn. Both games have been rumoured to be in development throughout the years and it's unclear if Rocksteady has taken over either title or if they've been completely cancelled. So that would be cool because I know that people have been wanting a Superman game forever, like a good Superman game. Yeah. And it still hasn't happened. And I know there was talks about potentially like Rocksteady doing it, but it just never anything came out of it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if it'll be cancelled or not, but that would be awesome if if I'd be happy to play a Suicide Squad game as well. That would be awesome fun. Totally. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Uh, Alrighty, so the next one, we have talked a lot about Minecraft over the many 
episodes that we've done. Uh, so Microsoft and NVIDIA have announced that Minecraft is getting its long-awaited RTX update as well as NVIDIA DLSS 2.0 on April 17th, which has already been now, but still. Uh, the RTX update will launch in beta with gamers being able to get access through the Xbox Insider Hub when it launches later this week. The update will then launch later in the year for all Minecraft owners on Windows 10. When the beta goes live, Minecraft players will be able to download six created worlds, which will all take advantage of both ray tracing as well as DLSS 2.0. These worlds are Aquatic Adventure RTX by Dr. Bond, Color, Light and Shadow RTX by Pearlescent Moon, Crystal Palace RTX by Gemini Tay, Imagination Island RTX by Blockworks. That just makes me think of the South Park episode. Uh, I haven't seen it. Imagination Land. Oh, Imagination Land. Yeah, I, yeah. I know it's Island, about, like, that just, company yeah. picture. I love Imagination Land. Sorry, I didn't process no, no, that's, that that's okay. what you're talking about. Uh, so Neon District. How good is Imagination Land? Don't get me started. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, so Neon District. because I loaned it to a guy at work and, I, and he lost it. He gave it to his kid to watch it and they lost it. And I'm really gutted about it. Oh, that sounds like Smithy with half of my games that I lent him. Yeah, tragic. Minish Cappy stole off me and never gave back. Wow, that's a big the, loss. The original like Game Boy Advance game. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I never got that back. Anyway, uh, uh, so Neon District RTX by Elysium Fire of Temples and Totems RTX by Razzleberries. So ray tracing yeah. will provide more realistic lighting and better reflections in the water as well as on metallic surfaces. NVIDIA DLSS 2.0 will help you run the game with faster frame rates due to AI processing. You can expect 1.7 times faster frame rates, which is incredibly useful, especially with RTX activated. So what you can expect from ray tracing. Direct lighting from the sun, sky, and various light sources, realistic hard and soft shadows, emissive lighting from surfaces such as glowstone and lava, global illumination, accurate reflections in water and metallic surfaces, transparent materials such as stained glass, water, and ice with reflection and refraction, uh, and vol volumetric fog and light shafts. The update will also bring a new physically-based material system which help the material used in-game look more realistic. This combines things such as light emission, roughness and depth of the material combined with ray tracing lighting effects such as reflections, translucency, transparency and global illumination. All of these things make Minecraft look and feel like a completely different game. You'll need a GE Force RTX 2060 or higher to take advantage of Minecraft RTX. Damn. Is that? So they've just made something that like nobody with that hardware is going to be playing. Right. So you that's... might revisit it. It's funny because the whole time you were talking that I couldn't wipe the smile off my face. I wish if we were doing a video, it would have been really funny to people because the smile on my face is so massive. Like all these hardcore features for Minecraft, which has pixel art textures. Well, I did think about that when I when I did the news because I was like, this seems like an interesting um, update to be doing considering it's not a highly graphic game. <laughs> totally. But like um, a 2060, that's hardcore, man. Like, don't, I mean, I know there are people scoffing at that, like 2060 is a consumer, you know, but it's like, you know, what's a 2060 worth? That'd be like five, six, seven hundred bucks, man. Well, is that better than what's in Josh's? I think he has a 2060. Oh, there you go. Okay. And his is like basically the minimum. Oh, totally. Totally. Let okay. me just quickly check street price for a GTX 2060. Let me just have a look. Wait a sec. That's interesting. Yeah. I, um, 
well, I I don't have a PC, so I won't ever be playing it on PC. But uh, if they bring it to Xbox, maybe Series maybe Xbox Series X, the new console, because it's supposed to maybe. have all those teraflops and everything. So maybe uh, maybe it'll be able to do it. 569, 589, 619. So we're talking like 500 Australian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what that would be US. Let me just quickly check. It'd where. be about three ninety nine probably. We should go five seventy AUD. Five seventy AUD. I reckon US. Three ninety nine, I reckon. Yeah, let's see. Three fifty eight. Oh, that's so close. Three hundred and sixty bucks US. Yeah, that's close. Yeah, I mean, Seems like a lot of money to play Minecraft, but I guess, you know. <laughs> admittedly, yeah. though, admittedly, there are a lot of streamers that do still play Minecraft. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Well, that's a good point as far as, like, people making funny stories in Minecraft to, for kids to watch. Yeah. Because they're, like, kid YouTube viewing channels. So that's a good point. Touche. Yeah, exactly. And that'll have 2080 TIs, so. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> cool alright so Sony has overnight announced the play at home initiative there's two parts to this the first is that in addition to the free PlayStation Plus games for April Sony will give two free games to all PS4 owners these games include Uncharted the Nathan Drake collection which is technically three games because you get one two and three yeah that's awesome uh, and the absolutely fantastic journey so I've played all those games and they are really good games so to get yeah, them for, for free. Freebie. That's freaking awesome. Excellent. Uh, I can't so believe this... we've gotten this far into the episode without mentioning the coronavirus. <laughs> That's very true. Well, this is why. So now yeah, this yeah. is why this is happening, because of the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so oh, these will be awesome. available from this Thursday, 16th of April, until the 6th of May. So you can still get up on it if you're listening to this episode. Go download them now if you haven't got it. Awesome. Uh, this is to ensure that people that are staying at home as well as new PS4 owners have access to entertainment to help keep them occupied whilst isolating. The second part that's of the so program... That's so great, hey, because they're both exclusive titles, right? So it's like... They are, that's yes. That's great that they're Correct. doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so the second part of the program is that Sony is helping smaller game studios with an estimated $10 million worth of funding. That's all right. Yeah, so that's really awesome because obviously... Um, a lot of the studios and stuff are having trouble. Um, for example, like I've kickstarted a few games and stuff, right? And yeah. I've been getting a lot of updates and, and things like that since the coronavirus stuff started saying, oh, our development slowed down a bit. We can't do as much. We're all working from home, but it's been harder to get together and organize stuff. So we, we've had some delays in having to move release dates back and, sting, and things like that. Yeah. So this funding will help them. So that's awesome. Awesome. Yes. Uh, alrighty. So then 2K has announced XCOM. Uh, is it is it Chimera or Chimera? No idea. Like C-H-I-M-E-R-A. I never know. Let me just search that up. I never know. How do you say Chimera? I think it's Chimera. Oh, let me just hear... It's going to get red to me. Right. I can crank up my headphones so that the people can hear it. <laughs> Chimera. Chimera? Yep. Okay, Chimera. there you go. So 
XCOM Chimera Squad, uh, which is a brand new entry into the XCOM franchise. The game will release exclusively on Steam on April 24th with an introductory price of $14.98 uh, before heading to a retail price of $29.95 on the 1st of May. The game is set five years after the events of XCOM 2 with humans, hybrids and aliens all working together to force civilization of cooperation and coexistence. Um, before I read on, I put this news in here and obviously I'm not going to play it because it's on Steam and it's exclusively on Steam, but I thought for yeah. our PC listeners that they can take advantage of this if they want to play it. Well, I've got XCOM on my wish list, man. That seems like a really good price. Well, that's the starting price too. So yeah, it goes up double that after that yeah. introductory price. I mean, it's like hugely popular. We had the original XCOM, which was, I think, a bullfrog game. Okay, Peter Molyneux, like when I worked at Lionhead, Bullfrog was this company before Lionhead. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was massive, the original XCOM. Yeah, see, I played... And I know that the remake was even bigger. It was huge. Well, I played XCOM 2, and I wasn't a big fan. I didn't really get into it that much. Yeah, fair enough. Um, which, funnily enough, like... So, it's a... Obviously, it's a real-time strategy type game. Yeah. Where... I played like Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, and that's like one of my favorite games that I played and put many, many, Total. many, many hours into. Oh, crazy hours, yeah. <laughs> and it's similar, but I guess that world appealed to me a bit more. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I tried to play XCOM 2. I played for probably a couple of hours, and then I just gave up and didn't end up playing anymore. I was the same with the original, to be honest. Yeah. You know? I was just like, eh, it's a bit slow for me. Yeah, that's fair enough. Oh, well, each their own. But dude, they're lauded. People love those games. Yeah, well, it's like um, StarCraft and all that sort of stuff as well. True. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got their own thing that they like. Uh, alrighty. So then, however, it's a brand new threat that is interrupting peace with the Chimera squad. I nearly said Chimera again. <laughs> Working nice. together to eliminate the threat. Uh, so then it said, everything we know about XCOM Chimera Squad from the game's fact sheet. So unique alien and human agents, each of the 11 agents have their own distinct personality and tactical abilities, including species-specific attacks like the Viper's Tongue Pull. Specialized and complementary classes uh, execute devastating combos by teaming the right agents and utilizing cooperative actions. The difference between mission success and failure can depend wholly on team composition. Uh, Re-envisioned tactical combat missions structured as a series of discrete explosive encounters keeping the action intense and unpredictable. Breach mode, players will shape the battlefield to their advantage with a new combat phase that injects squads right into action. They will strategically assign agents to different entry points and coordinate their assault plans with a range of breach-specific skills. Uh, interleaved turns as automatic initiative system will slot individual agents and enemies into an alternating turn order, creating new strategic possibilities based on what unit is queued to act next and what unit is at the greatest risk when they do so. Uh, suspenseful strategy layer. Outside of combat, players will manage the operations of a high-tech HQ where they must prioritize competing tasks, investigations, and agent assignments in the face of a ticking clock. The constantly rising unrest in the city's various districts, driving city... 31 closer and closer to total anarchy. So there you go. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said, I won't play it, but yes, good good uh, for anyone who is definitely interested in XCOM. Totally. 
Okay, so yesterday, not yesterday, but when I did this news, Nintendo released firmware update 10.0.0 for the Nintendo Switch, which included the ability to remap controllers, move software from console to micro SD, and vice versa, which is awesome, as well as new totally. user icons. Uh, but it's the little bit of code that is far more intriguing than all of this. Mike Heskin, who's been known for finding little bits of code in the past, has found reference to a new Nintendo Switch console in the firmware code. The console is codenamed NXABCD, which lines up with the former codenames. The biggest part of this finding, however, is that the code refers to a new Nintendo Switch mode with a second screen. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that it would be a Nintendo DS type device, but it could point to a second screen that is used for notifications or something to that degree. It could also be something that never sees the light of day, but it's interesting that it is there nonetheless. Both the Nintendo Switch Lite and new Nintendo Switch with improved battery were discovered this way before they were announced. We know that Nintendo has no plans to release a console this year, but it's likely that we'll see some kind of Nintendo Switch Pro next year. Yeah, I don't really know how that'll work, but maybe it'll it's be so like... awesome to think that like people like getting home from work and thinking, you know what I'm gonna do? <laughs> I'm gonna troll through Machine Code Some and try and find reference to a something. new Switch. But they'd probably make money given the story out. You know what I mean? Well, I guess you reckon. Like they sell the rights to the exclusive to yeah, some, like you get a like photo or something. or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, I um, I yeah, I don't know how it would work. You reckon it'd be like, um, screen and screen, like you can watch, like on a TV where you can watch sport but have your main show on. You know what I mean? Like it'd be a little screen. Yeah, I thought that, but I I think it's more like what they're saying. Like just it might just be a little like small LCD above or below the screen. Oh, so you reckon it still will be similar to the, like, DS structure? Yeah, just the Switch with the extra little LCD. You know, like like a Mac with a touch bar? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Right, right. Because I was thinking, like, a flip-down type thing again. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no, I see Well, based on that article where it says this wouldn't necessarily be like a DS. Yeah. Because it seems dumb to me that they'd do that because then what about all the old Switch games and what about the people who currently own Switches? Yeah, true. Yeah, 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 I get you. Well, maybe that will Cause be... Because, like, potentially... every DS, like, had the two screens. Then there was a 3DS, which still had two screens. You know, the 2DS, which just didn't have 3D, but they were all still... Every game worked on them, you know? Yeah, true. Yeah, it was only when the new 3DS XLs came out that they had that higher... Um, yeah. Like, software capacity to be able to run bigger games. Mm. And there was only a couple of exclusive games that came yeah. out that only the 3DS XL could play. Yeah. Alrighty, so you've probably heard all about it, but just in case you haven't, I don't know, you might have even seen this in news somewhere that you saw it, um, but Cooking Mama Cookstar, the recent Nintendo Switch release, was quickly pulled from the Nintendo eShop and removed from stores after release. Oh, we talked about this anyway, I think, last episode. Yeah, you told me about last Anyway, episode. I think I put this paragraph in in case somebody hadn't seen it. Uh, so at first it was thought that this was due to the game mining cryptocurrency before it was then discovered that the game was pulled because the Cooking Mama rights holder did not authorise its release in the state that it did release. So, weeks after this drama started going down, Office Create has taken to its Twitter account to post a statement about the matter. 
The statement does, in fact, confirm that Planet Entertainment, the developer, released the game without Office Create's approval due to the fact that it did not meet the standards that customers expect and deserve. Planet Entertainment went against the wishes of Office Create to continue further polishing the game and release the game anyways. The weird thing is that the statement also references that it doesn't know anything about an upcoming PS4 release of the game. At the time of this article being written, there's still listings for the PS4 version of the game on EB Games, JB Hi-Fi, and Big W. Yes, Big W of all places. Uh, It's due for release on April 28th, but I honestly have no idea if it'll release or not at this point. Crazy. yeah, so oh yeah, we did talk about this because I told you it's gone up on eBay for like two hundred bucks now. Yeah, bananas money. I remember. Buy it anyway. Yeah, that's right. I do remember talking about that now. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if it comes out on PS4 and stuff. But if it does, I can't see like that's only given like what a couple couple of weeks to polish. If that's what they were going to do with the Switch version. Yeah, totally. Totally so, interesting. Uh, anyway, I think. Funnily enough, I think I saw a review score for it from IGN the other day and it got like a 3 out of 10. Oh, crazy. So, I don't know if it's... It's obviously trash. Yeah, getting anyway. And I never... The Cooking Mama games never really did it for me that much. Nah, they're fun for about five minutes. Yeah. So, I think that one I'll I'll give a miss anyway. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Uh, Alrighty, so after the crisis, Twitter account became active again. Now, I can't. Did we talk about this? See, I forget already. I can't remember. Uh, prompting us to believe that either a remaster or brand new entry in the series was on the way. Crisis Remastered has now been leaked. The game will be coming nice. to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Parts of the official website have gone live a little bit early and leaked the game's logo, key assets, as well as description of the game ahead of the official announcement. This was discovered by at Robot Brush over on Twitter. The metadata of the website reveals the description. From the makers of Far Cry, Hunt, Showdown, and Cry Engine, Crisis offers first-person shooter fans the best-looking, evolved, and innovative gameplay, enabling players to adapt in real time to survive. Crisis Remastered brings new graphics, features, high-quality textures, and the Cry Engine's native hardware. And API agnostic ray tracing solution for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and for the very first time, Nintendo Switch. Interestingly enough, EA doesn't seem to be mentioned anywhere on the website, which suggests that the license for Crisis could have gone back to Crytek. I will say, I remember playing Crisis, and it was a very good game. So I probably would end up playing it again if they do remaster it. Yeah, cool. Because uh, there's, I think there's three of them all together. I played one and two, and I never played, I never got around to ever playing three. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But cool. I think they were all like PS3 releases when I played them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'd definitely be keen to play a remaster. That'd be awesome. Awesome, man. Cool. Rightio, so Amazon France listed a handful of PS4 games as well as Super Mario Odyssey for PC. <laughs> uh, so earlier this morning, and the reason behind it isn't really clear, it began with The Last of Us Part 2 showing up as a PC release before Uncharted, The Nathan Drake Collection, Gran Turismo Sport, Bloodborne, Persona 5, Days Gone, and lastly, Super Mario Odyssey all showed up in the PC section with a Windows release listed. So all those games except for Mario Odyssey are PS4 exclusive games. 
Interesting. Yeah. So all of these listings are still live, but a few have been debunked, which means that they're probably all fake. Sega nice. confirmed to PC Gamer that the Persona 5 listing was not true. Similarly, Sony confirmed that the Days Gone listing was also not true. Weirdly enough, they didn't comment on the other titles. It's still not clear who uploaded these listings and why. They did say, oh, they did so for these specific titles. We do know that Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC, which is why this was semi-believable at the beginning. Because it was supposed to be a PS4 exclusive as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I guess that's why people were like, ooh. But I can't imagine Nintendo giving up Super Mario Odyssey to go to PC. Yeah, it's never happened. No. Never. No. Never. Okay, so... Here you go. Here is, uh, if I suppose we did already talk one, but here is an article that does directly relate to coronavirus. <laughs> so it was inevitable it was going to come up soon. Uh, alrighty, so Bloomberg has posted a new report on PS5 production as well as how COVID-19 is changing its strategy for marketing the console in the lead-up to launch. The key takeaways are that Sony is planning a more limited output of PS5 in the first year than they had with PS4. Sony plans to make 5 to 6 million units of the PS5 between launch and March 2021, with the PlayStation 4 selling roughly 7.5 million units in its first two quarters on the market back in 2013. So what do they say? 5 to 6 million and it sold 7.5. So there you go. Uh, so they're not expecting delays on the console unless Microsoft decides to delay the Xbox Series X. Their PR plans are still up in the air with it being unlikely that they'll be able to have an event with the public or media to announce the release date and price. The DualSense controller was not planned to be revealed in the way that it was, but Sony felt that the design was prone to leaking due to the fact that developers had seen the controller. Not many people have had the chance to see the console design as of yet. In terms of price point, it expects to come in somewhere between $499 to $549 US, which puts it somewhere between the eight to $900 mark in Australian dollars. That's a lot of money in it. That's yeah, that's more than I thought. I, I was thinking about $700, so that's more than I thought. Yeah. Uh, and it does say with the exchange rate how it is at the moment, this could easily push near to $1,000. Yeah, it's crazy, man. For, for I us. Be buying one. Yeah, so as I said, I've only got that credit for like 700 bucks, so yeah, I'll, I'll be having to pay more if that's the case, which yeah, which crazy. in turn makes the Telstra Xbox Series X thing awesome if I can get that on that Absolutely. monthly plan. Absolutely. Definitely, yeah. man. So, yeah. Uh, already, so it's being reported that Sony plans to start mass producing the console in June. Sony will apparently continue to use the PS4 and PS4 Pro as a way to bridge gamers to the PS5, with their main objective being getting gamers to sign up to PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. It's unclear when we'll hear more about the PlayStation 5, but it's definitely clear at this point that there's a lot of things up in the air in regards to how Sony will continue to reveal information in the lead-up to launch, as well as some key launch details. I mean, I know you love consoles, and it's a different experience to PC. Yeah. But... You're talking a thousand bucks, man. Like, it seems crazy to me you wouldn't be buying a PC at that point. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but am I potentially going to be spending a thousand bucks in two years' time or seven years' time? Yeah, I don't know, I guess. I suppose, admittedly, no, we'll see what's now. So, what did they say for the PS4 2013? So, that's uh, seven years to now. 
Yeah. So you're looking at six to seven years life cycle for the console. Yeah. Admittedly, Xbox 360's life cycle was like 13 years or something. Yeah, totally. So I don't know. Like I still, that that's how I sort of justify, justify it is that yeah. I can buy a console and not have to spend any more money yeah, for several true. years and can potentially put that extra money towards games and things that I want to buy for the console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know what you're well, saying. Well, and if you're going to get one eventually, you might as well get one at launch because yeah, it's only ever going to go down in price like a couple hundred bucks at the most. Yeah, exactly. Which exactly. is the cost of what? Three games, two games, you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. And and as we stated, it's probably the way I will go if I can do that monthly thing nice. for the Xbox console. This, this part of the show notes should be called How to Justify Buying a PS5 to Your Wife. Yeah, that's true. Or husband. Another. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll just be like, I've got the money in the credit. It's only going to be $200. It'll be an extra $300. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I'll probably save up more before then, or I'll have games to trade before then at least anyway, if they allow me yeah. to trade them, because I still can't at EB. So who well, knows? that's it. That's it. Yeah, go. Alrighty. So, only a couple more pieces of news to go, and then we're done. So, SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated looks to have had its release date. Uh, a new trailer and new screenshots leaked on the Microsoft Store listing for the game. The game looks set to release on June 23rd, unless this changes due to everything happening in the world. The Three game days delay, it'll be on your birthday, man. Exciting. What's that? <laughs> Said three day delay, you can pick it up on your birthday. Yeah, that's true. It looks pretty cool, it. man. It'll you should have a look at the trailer. It actually looks really fun. Oh, I'm totally gonna check it out. Yeah. So game is set to come to PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. The trailer shows Patrick, SpongeBob, and a host of other playable characters. We get a look at a boss battle, and there's also multiplayer shown off. The new screenshots also show us the character selection screen as well as a number of playable characters. Awesome. Yeah, it looks really cool. I'm. Yeah. I just love Eugene Krabs so much. Money. Yeah, <laughs> he just loves money. He does. It's true. <laughs> yeah, no, I. It does look really cool. Make sure you go watch the trailer. It does look really cool. Awesome. Cool. All right. Last but not least, the last piece of news is Sony has patented a new robot technology. That sounds like it goes well with its patented controller that can sense your heart rate and sweat. I thought you would. I thought this was interesting, so we'll see what you think about this. So the patent describes the robot as a joint viewing player, with the robot watching your gameplay and reacting to your emotions. Oh no! <laughs> the robot will then be pleased or sad based on your emotions and how you react. It's also known. Why are you in- crying, P.S. But. You're just such a bad player, Clint. (laughs) (laughs) But it's based on you crying, not the robot crying. Uh. (laughs) I feel your pain, Clint. This game is very dodgy, controls-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Damn straight, PS Bot. Say it again. You're my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So it's also noted in the patent that this robot could play games with you. The example used is the companion robot controller, the opponent team of a baseball game being played against the user. The robot described in the patent also has a love index, which is changed by how you speak to the robot in moments of tension. (laughs) 
I'd assume that this means that if you're playing Call of Duty or a similar competitive game and scream, then the robot will react more negatively than if you praise it in moments of joy. Yeah. The I inventor. can imagine a lot of dirty jokes that I could say right now, but I won't because it's we're a clean podcast. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> so the inventor focused on the possibility of utilizing a robot as a joint viewing player who experiences sympathy with the user. For example, it is expected that users' affinity with the robot is increased and motivation for playing a game is enhanced by the robot viewing the gameplay next to the user and being pleased or sad together with the user, describes the patent. Obviously, this is only a concept and might not ever make it to the market, but there's definitely yeah, an increased Yeah, it sounds like the sort of thing that would only ever make it to Japan, if anywhere. Yeah, you know? that's true. So it or says, like, you know, a trade show in Japan, and you'd see it in like a trade show video, but you'd never actually see a finished, you know, version. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, it depends how popular it is, I suppose. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there who want a robot. A friend? To, it's totally true. You know, feel the same way they do it's totally true yeah. yeah it's like on futurama you want to you wanted a friend as a robot since i was 10 yeah <laughs> exactly exactly so it's like like wemo wemo in um adventure time bemo is it bemo, BMO. i don't even know yeah uh, <laughs> i haven't watched adventure time since nah, like 2013 so all right so then yeah, it says great. but there's definitely an increased appetite for ai experiences and then the dude in the article said, and I'm not going to lie, I'd definitely go for a robot to play FIFA or Call of Duty against. It'd be pretty cool to have something reacting to you as you play against it, especially at a time like now when everybody is isolated and can't catch up with friends to game against. It might get like Pepsi tipped on it by mistake and turn evil though, you know? Yeah. Or you, spend, like, or you Don't spend. worry, Clint. I'll let you get at least one goal. And then you kick a goal and he blocks it. He's like, ha ha, only kidding. <laughs> 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 oh well the other the other side of things is that you spill pepsi on it and you've just spent a couple of thousand dollars and it doesn't work anymore yeah i thought you loved me Clint. <laughs> <laughs> actually do you know what it, it, the voice you're doing hey the, baby i never told you to say that no i can't i'm gonna go downhill too fast <laughs> that's all right but the voice you're doing reminds me of um linguo on the simpsons oh totally, totally Lingo. Lingo dead Lingo yeah. is dead. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's the best. Crap. That is the best. So yeah, that's it for the week. Awesome, man. How do we go for time for a one-off episode? Yeah, well, it's longer than I would have thought it would have been. So there was, was a lot of news, news this week. So still not as long as an hour and a half to two hours. Well, that's true. That's true. But that was months of content. So you know, that's we very do okay. true. Cool. Well, yeah, man. That was exciting. So, you got any plans for what you're going to play this week? Uh, I have started playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, so I'm still playing through that a bit. Oh, that'll take a while. Yeah, but I did... You've beaten that a number of times in the past, though, the original, right? Yeah, I've beaten it like three times, I think. Yeah, cool. And But this one is a little bit different, uh, being that it's not the whole game. It's only a section of the game. Oh, that's right. You said that. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. And I did look up, I did look up how long to beat, and the average is about 30 hours. Oh, yeah, that's doable. Yeah, which is crazy considering it's only the start of the game. Yeah, man, it's insane. So I'm interested to see. But so far... It's just kind of sad because you know you're going to get to the end and there's going to be like a cliffhanger. It's going to be like, God damn it. I know, and then have to wait three years for the next one. Totally, man. Yeah. I know that... So I'm up to... Where did I get up to the other day? I'm up to about 
chapter nine, I think. Okay. And I think there's about 18 chapters. So I'm nearly about halfway. Yeah, groovy. Yeah. Cool. So as I said, yeah, I have been playing that, but then I wanted to play Wolfenstein because, as I said, it was going from the store. So I wanted to play yeah. it before, I, before it left because it's been something I've wanted to play for ages and just didn't end up ever doing it. So glad I got yeah, to. Cool. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. man. All right, well, time to take us out. Shall do. So, if you, well, actually, no, because I, I, I see I stuffed it up already. I said to myself, I'm going to start with always, if you're listening to this, obviously, and you like it, you should subscribe to the podcast so you can find us on either iTunes or Stitcher. Just search Walking Through Games. If you want to check us out, we've got a website, is walkingthroughgames.com. Uh, all our social media stuff is facebook.com slash walkingthroughgames and Twitter and Instagram are WTG underscore podcast. Um, and we have a YouTube channel if you want to search for that too, Walking Through Games. Hopefully, we'll put some content on there sometime in the future. Who knows when, but eventually we will. Um, so, that's pretty much it. But, yeah, if you do subscribe to the podcast and you like what you're hearing, leave us a five-star review, leave us a comment because that gives us more exposure for people to get and listen to the podcast as well and get us some more numbers. So that would be awesome. That's it. Be cool. Get in touch via Twitter like Xbox. I still think that's so cool that you got a tweet from them. It's directly. true. I do. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Very cool. Very cool. But yeah, as Mark said, feel free to send us messages on whatever platform you are using. I, I'm sort of checking them each day. So uh, it'll pop up and I'll, I'll reply if I see your queries. Good times, man. Cool. All right, sweet. Thanks, everyone. Good talking to you, man. I'll talk to you next week. Awesome. No worries. Thanks. See you, everyone. Bye.